0: let's just get this out of the way right now Uh, we're gonna probably sound like some Browns fans for a minute there's always next year okay huh you rather just go to the sermon thank you well uh, well I'm not I'm not gonna beat that up but it, it it was it was I heard I heard I did not watch I went to bed it feels like that was a good use of my time at this point, but, uh, but uh, I heard it was a rough, a rough game. Um, but it does, that problem does lead into our series, our sermon for today. As, we are, as Marilyn mentioned, we are starting a new year, right? And it's an opportunity to both reflect on what has happened and celebrate what has happened and to look forward on what God may or may not do next year. What could happen next year? What's next? So for some of you, for some of us, um, they're looking at this last year going, I'm really glad it's over. (laughs) I'm glad this has moved on. Maybe next year will be something way better and way cooler, right? Some of you are hoping that you don't spend months at a time in the hospital watching a loved one be sick. We've had that happen, right? Some of us are, are saddened because we lost people we know that we care very much about, right? Some of us lost a job and then found a new one, right? Some of us grew in our relationship with the Lord in this last year, And some of us struggled in our relationship with the Lord this last year. Some of our families got bigger and stronger and their little babies floating around, right? And some had challenges and difficulties. For many in the room, this is probably a, I'm really glad this year's over. Let's look forward to next year. And for many, it's, I had a wonderful year. Let's keep the train rolling in the right direction. And so... I don't want to miss that opportunity. It's a natural opportunity for us for New Year's. We do things like we make resolutions, right? Mm. January 1st, you're going to have a, make a resolution maybe. May, I know Gary says, nope, not going to do it. That's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> maybe you make a resolution on January 1st, and then on January 14th for the Orthodox New Year, you make it again because you already dropped the ball. And then on the 25th for the Chinese New Year, you do it again because you dropped the ball again. And then maybe you just decide that resolutions just aren't a thing. I'm just not even gonna worry about it. Is that probably the case? Yes? Gary decided that 48 years ago. He's done, right? No resolutions. Do any of you make resolutions? Gregory does. Nita does. Okay. Why would you do that? What's the point of a resolution? You you set goals. Okay. You set goals. Same deal. It's exactly what it is. Okay, so you set goals. What's the what's the why? Why do you think people do that at the beginning of a year? Even if you don't do it, why do you think people do it? Try to change, move their life forward, huh? New focus, right? Feel like there's an opportunity, something that's missing, or something you could be better at, uh, some weight you could lose, right? Some strength you could. Sh- could gain, some, some things you sh- could learn, you've been wanting to learn, it's kind of a, an opportunity to set a goal because it's a natural change, right? Yep. To do something different, to make something different in your life, whatever that might be. It might be physical, it might be emotional, and yes, it might even be spiritual. It is a time of renewal, It is a time of renewal, this new year is a time for renewal for most of us. Whether we set a formal resolution or not, it's kind of hard to miss it with everybody celebrating the beginning of something new and and with the closing of of a year on such a high with Christmas, right? It's this feeling that that something has changed, that there's a season that has changed and something is different. If that's not the case for you, I would encourage you right here right now to make it that time. You don't have to set a formal resolution or a goal. But please take an opportunity to pause and kind of ask yourself, what can I do next? How can I grow? How can I change? What are some things I've always wanted to see happen in my, in my life, in my family, in my work, and most importantly, in my faith, and what am I going to do with that? How do I make some of those things happen? See, God has a theme throughout the Scriptures, this theme of renewal. So I believe that's why the seasons change, right? Spring, summer, fall, winter, and back to spring again where life Life is reborn. It's kind of just the natural ebb and flow of life, this constant renewing, renewing of our hearts, renewing of our minds, renewing of our relationship with Him and with each other. As we look throughout the Scriptures, He continues to say, yes, things have happened. Life has been difficult in some ways, or you've made decisions you shouldn't have made or done things you shouldn't have done. You've, You've walked away from the Lord. Maybe you've gone through tragedies this year that were no fault of your own. They just were what they were. And, and, and by no means would I ever say, forget it, pretend like it never happened. It happened, right? As Urban Meyer likes to say, what is it? Events plus response equals outcome. What events happen, the question is how do we respond to those events? Because that determines much of our outcome. And I would encourage you to say, yes, this last year happened. If it was bad, it happened. But what can we do from here? Because God's theme to his people is things happen, but guess what? It is not over. It is not over. In Ezekiel chapter 11, uh, he says through the prophet Ezekiel, he says, I will give them one heart and a new spirit. I will put with them... I, within them, I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a new heart of flesh. Lamentations, the, the book that's, that's focused on, on lamenting what is wrong with the world and why it's difficult and how challenging life can be, especially when you're separated from God, says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Isaiah 42, 8 through 10, it's up on the screen, says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and I will not give my glory to another or praise to idols. The past events have indeed happened, right? They happened. Now I declare new events. I announce them to you before they occur. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing his praise from the ends of the earth and i would encourage you to say in many ways you can ins- you can choose when renewal will come because the truth is you can choose when you gr- choose to grow closer to the lord and accept the renewal of your soul that he offers make no mistake that is my choice that is your choice that is our choice does it change the circumstances of your life maybe not Certainly not right away. Following the Lord or growing closer to Him is no promise that things are suddenly gonna be peachy keen, right? But you can make the choice to renew your connection to Him, to renew your life and your spirit as He has promised. And He says, I now declare these new events. I will announce them before they occur and they will happen It is time to sing a new song, sing praise from the ends of the earth. You see, he announced the coming of this person that we just finished a month celebrating the anticipation of, right? His name is Jesus Christ. He announced that over a 100 times in prophecy before he came, before he came. In the book of Isaiah, which is the book we're reading right now, he announces that the Christ child will come from a virgin. He announces that the Christ child will be a suffering servant. He announces that he will, in, in Isaiah 61, that he will address our needs. He announced that thousands of years before it happened. Right? Okay, y'all, I know you slept until 2 o'clock in the morning or, or up until 2 a.m., but come on now. There you go. I love you, Gregor. You didn't watch the game, did you? No, I don't care. This is... he. The Lord announced that there would be a new opportunity for our relationship with him. He announced repeatedly opportunities for his people to renew their relationship with him, to be restored to him, to come back to him. And he announced way ahead of time that I'm going to send a savior to die for you. I'm gonna send a savior to make it right. I'm gonna send a savior that will allow the bridge to be crossed for your relationship to be renewed and for you to be reconnected with me. I'm going to do that. And guess what? When the Lord says, I'm going to do that, He is going to do it. And He did it. But He didn't do it for giggles, He did it for a reason. C.S. Lewis says it this way, God became man to turn creatures into sons, not simply to produce better men of the old kind, but to produce a new kind of man. Right? The Lord came to renew, regenerate. People will say, when you come to know the Lord, you've been converted. I hate that word. When you come to the Lord, you've been regenerated. You are a new creation. Amen? Amen. You are a new creation. Now, it's difficult sometimes to set aside the old creation because it happened, right? Things happened. In the book of Second Samuel, or 1 Samuel, David is, is confronted by the prophet Nathan as he, as he comes to him and says, you have sinned against the Lord, Right? You have sinned against the Lord. You have slept with Bathsheba. You've taken another man's wife. You have killed your friend to cover it up. You've got the whole kingdom lying on your behalf. And he tells him this little parable about stealing another man's sheep. And convicts him, allows his own conscience to convict him. And so David gets on his knees and he prays. And he prays because David says, or Nathan says, bad things are going to happen. You're going to lose your first child from Bathsheba, this woman you've you've made pregnant, you're going to lose this child. And he sits on his knees and he prays and he prays and he prays and he won't eat, he won't eat at all. His whole staff thinks he's going to die. They're all worried about him. And then the baby passes and he gets up and immediately begins to eat and washes and moves on with life. He's not negating that it happened. He's not negating that he made a mistake. He's not negating that things, tragedies happen, that things went bad, but he is saying that if the Lord has spoken and said this is done, then this is done and it is time for me to move forward with the plan that God has for me. If you are renewed, I'm encouraging you to say, if you have followed, followed, followed the Lord before and have slid back, please take this opportunity as a chance for that relationship to be Renewed for you to say, yes, it happened, but what's next? The events happened. How am I going to respond? Because that will determine my outcome. So often we see people who have, who have fought their relationship with the Lord, not, not even coming to Him to begin with because they're afraid of what they might do or what they've done or they don't want to give up something they've done or they, they've made mistakes or said things they shouldn't have said or hurt people they shouldn't have hurt and they don't come to begin with because they're afraid. They're afraid they're not good enough. Newsflash. None of us are good enough. Please don't wait until you are before you come to God. Because then what will happen? You You will never come to God. Because the fact is we need the Lord to help us get there. Mm -hmm. If you have made a commitment to God and you have fallen away from that or fallen back from that, please take this opportunity to listen to the words of God as He repeatedly reaches out to His people and says, I will make a new thing happen. There is an opportunity for renewal. There is an opportunity for spring to come in your life. There's an opportunity for our relationship to be rekindled. Do not let your fears of your past failings keep you from what God has for you next. Please. Because it's really easy to do. It's really easy to do. The longer you're away from God, if you've come to know him and you've fallen away and made some bad choices, the longer you're away from him the easier it is to convince yourself how scary it is to go back. Because maybe you have to admit you were wrong. Maybe maybe you're afraid you'll be embarrassed. Maybe you're afraid deep down inside that your sin is too big for God to accept it and cleanse you of it. Don't be so arrogant. God died so that every one of our sins could be cleansed. There is no sin too great for God to handle it. Okay? Please don't convince yourself of that. And it's easy to do, especially the longer you convince yourself of it. If this is the first time you've darkened the door of a church in 10 years, I'm excited for you. because this is the day when you can renew that, when you can choose to say, yes, it happened. I'm not negating it, I'm not denying it, I'm not even setting aside my part in it, but I can renew that. I can change that right now by making a choice to do so, knowing that God has been calling me back to him from the very beginning. Knowing that like the prodigal son, if I will just show back up, he will throw a party. Knowing that no matter how long you've been away or what you've done or what you said, that God can overcome that and God can heal that. Amen? Amen? He can make it right. We can't, but he can So our series over the next couple of weeks is all about that. It's all about asking ourselves what's next, taking that next step, whatever that step is in moving back to God, in finding that renewal of our heart, soul, mind, and strength in the Lord, in finding that. This week, we're going to talk about the importance of taking a step, why steps matter. Next week, we're going to highlight some steps. Some things that we believe are super important for us to take anywhere in our journey, all along the way and all along the path, so that we are always moving forward. I know you can't see that in real small letters under what's next. It says moving forward. And the truth is, it's kind of hard to see the way forward sometimes. And so, over the next week, next week, we're going to talk about some of those things that wherever you are in your journey, how you can renew and move forward in your relationship with the Lord. And then on January 12th, we're going to talk about one step in particular known as baptism. And it is my hope and my prayer the tub will be full unless it drains itself again. (laughs) Because that could happen. And hopefully I'll remember to turn the heater on. The tub will be full, I hope, on January 12th, and I hope and I pray that over these next couple weeks as you're allowing the Lord to urge you and nudge you to take a step, know that that will be, just like the Lord is waiting for you to come back to him, that will be waiting for you on January 12th. If you have yet to take that step with the Lord, I want to encourage you to take that step. You may not feel like taking it right now, but let the Lord work on you for the next two weeks. Let him renew your heart. Let him renew your soul. Let him renew your mind and your spirit, and you will find you may be ready to take steps you didn't think you could take. So this week, steps. Steps matter. Steps matter. In Joshua chapter six, we see Joshua and his people at at Jericho, right? Do we know the story of Jericho? What happens at Jericho? The walls come tumbling down, right? That's mm-hmm. right. So Joshua and his people have been, been moving across the desert for the last 40 years. They've just seen something, somebody very important in their life pass. They've seen Moses, their leader for the last 40 years, has passed away. And Joshua has now taken the reins as the Lord has ordained and so they, they come to the Jericho, this city they don't think they can, they can destroy, they can't take out, it's walled, it's defended, and God says this really weird thing, I need you to go out every day and walk in a circle around it, once. That's it, just walk in a circle, then go get something to eat. And the second day, he says the same thing, walk around it once, and the third day, guess what he says, walk around it once the fourth and the fifth and the sixth the same time on the seventh day he says walk around it seven times today and something happens the walls fall to the ground and it says so the troops shouted and the trumpet sounded and when they heard the blast of the trumpet the groups gave a great shout and the wall collapsed and we get excited when we read that we go oh they shouted and the wall came down i can see this vision in my heart but we forget that they had to walk the steps for seven days first. Mm -hmm. See, this is a fulfillment of a promise that the Lord made God, or that the Lord made Joshua when he made him the leader of his people. Go all the way back to Joshua chapter one. It says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. This time has changed. Now... You and all the people prepare to cross over to the Jordan River, to the land I am giving the Israelites. Hmm. God says, something is going to happen. He said, I'm going, to ha- I'm going to make this happen, just as he said in Isaiah, right? I'm creating a new day. I'm making it happen, which means it's going to happen, right? And then he says, I have given you every place where the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses. So he said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. But what is their part in this process? Put your foot where you need to go. Put your foot where the Lord is telling you to go where he is leading you to go. We get all excited about the walls falling down and we forget the steps to get there. I don't know about you. I would love to be 50 pounds lighter, but the steps to get there, I'm not too excited about that. You excited about that? When your doctor says, I need you to lower your cholesterol 300 points, would you like it to be down 300 points? Yep. Do you want to stop eating biscuits and gravy so it can be down 300 points? Not if that's what it takes. There are sacrifices I'm willing to make and that ain't one of them, right? I wanna be, you wanna be the greatest musician ever? Practice. Right? The piano teachers in the room are all going, practice, right? Those are the steps required to get there. You want your relationship with God to be unassailable, to be incredibly tight and powerful and you want him to make an impact on your life, guess what, he says it can happen, it will happen, I will get you there, but you have to actually take the steps, take the steps on the journey. This is our responsibility. The walls can come crumbling down But you might have to walk. You might have to walk in a circle. So when I say mundane things like, you know, if you really want to grow closer to the Lord, you might want to consider praying every morning, just on your knees, creating a certain time. People go, does that really work? Well, it does because God says it will work (laughs) if you will take the step of doing it. The Bible, oh, you gotta read the Bible. The Bible will help you become closer to God because you understand who he is. I gotta read, I'm gonna fall asleep. How can this book? It will work, why? Because God says that's a step, right? Meet together regularly, encourage one another. Serve one another. Help one another. Just as God says to uh, His people we're doing in the book of Acts chapter 2, 43-47, says they were meeting together every day. They were learning from the apostles' teachings. They were growing. And interesting how this works. As they were encouraging one another, as they were strengthening one another, as they were learning the things of God, their number grew every day. God is not asking you to do something crazy monumental. God is just asking you to take the steps that he has laid out. But we live in a culture where, honestly, the steps aren't really interesting. We want the outcome, but we don't want to take the steps to get there, right? About 10 years ago, we had a housing bubble, right? where the prices of houses just kind of exploded and dropped off the planet, right? People lost money all over the place. I really believe it's for this reason. The first time Heather and I went to go buy a house, we sat with a loan guy, and the loan guy goes, okay, you can afford a $180,000 house. And I looked at him and I said, are you paying the mortgage? Because I can't pay that mortgage. But he felt totally comfortable offering me that. Why? Because a lot of people would just take it. They would see the big house and go, I can have that right now. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to wait. Oh, waiting, waiting stinks. How many of you like to wait for what you want? Gregory, don't lie. This is church. I know you. You... You do not like to wait for anything. I know you. You want it. You want it right now. Okay. Don't behave. Nobody likes to wait because we want it all and we want it right now. And so we facilitated that for people. We let them buy houses they could not afford and cars they could not afford. And we let us all live in our own little dream world that things were awesome. We could do this and we could do that and we could do all these things. We could borrow this money and it just didn't matter. Guess what? because we didn't take the steps we tried to get the victory without taking the steps and guess what happened we paid for it we paid for it you can't phone in your relationship with god you're not going to wake up one morning and suddenly Be so close to the Lord and so restful and peaceful, this having this peace that surpasses understanding. You're not going to suddenly wake up one morning and have that if you haven't taken the steps. You're not going to suddenly wake up one morning and be down 50 pounds if you hadn't taken the steps. You're not going to suddenly wake up and be the world's greatest concert pianist if you haven't taken the steps. This comes down to your want to. My, uh, my son, Josh, when he was learning to walk, would not let go of the couch, right? He would cruise. You could tell. Heather and I would go, he can walk, but he would not. He would just kind of never let go of anything. You ever seen a kid do that? Mm-hmm. Until one day, I was in my office doing something, and Josh goes, where's dad? And mom goes, in his office, and he wasn't even thinking. He just goes... And walks all the way across the house and into the office and i said hey you walked in here and he went there was something that he wanted bad enough to set aside his fears if you want to rekindle or renew your relationship with the lord you have to be willing to set aside your fear For long enough to get there your fear that this step isn't going to matter your fear that i'm going to waste my time and it's not going to get me closer to him can i just tell you the lord says it's going to happen and if he says that reading my word if he says that walking with me and praying if he says that gathering with other believers if he says that seeking my son and renewing your heart and mind will renew your connection to me then guess what it will It will. The question is, are you willing to take the step to get there? Or are you afraid? Are you afraid that it's not going to work? Are you afraid that God's going to waste your time? Are you afraid that you're somehow going to sabotage it? You're going to fail because you're not good at those things? God says it doesn't matter. (laughs) Take the step. And I will get you there. That's something called faith, right? Faith is is about believing in God's promises, believing that if God says, wherever my foot will tread, wherever your foot treads, I have given this to you. Wherever you are willing to walk to in my name and do what I'm asking you to do. Because remember, he gave them this land first, okay? They didn't just run off and take whatever they wanted, He gave them that land. He says, I have a plan for you. I have a dream for you. I have ideas for you. I know where I want to take you. I know what that journey is, but please take the step. Are you getting a theme yet? It should be pretty easy (laughs) to, to see what I'm aiming at here. Take the step. Let go of the couch and walk across the house. Do what God has asked you to do. Deep down inside, you know what that is. Most of you, if you've grown up in the church, know. If there are basic steps God wants you to take, what are those steps? This is not a rhetorical question. What are those steps? Huh? Baby steps. What kind of baby steps? Let's, let's make it sound. Let's, let's put words to actions. What kind of baby steps? Small steps at a time. Read your Bible. That's a small step. I'm not asking you to read the entire Old Testament in three days, right? If it was in English, we could understand it. To me, it's not the Bible. The Bible is? Are you reading the King James? Don't, don't do that to yourself. Um, okay. I, I would say... There are plenty of different translations. I can help you find one that is easier to read. That's simpler English. That's clearer, more modern English. Yeah. Yeah. You will never hear me quote the King James. Too many shalls and saiths and nows and dusts and I get very confused reading it cuz I'm a, I have a small mind. So take a, take <laughs> we take a an NASB that is an amazingly literally accurate Bible. However, it'll make your brain hurt. We got to work on that. I can we can help fix that. So, we can help. You know, there's a, a gentleman sitting right next to you that can help you find a translation that will fit you. I got plenty. See? We can find So, take a baby step. Say, "You know what? I'm having difficulty reading the Bible. What can I do to make it easier or make it communicate connect with me better?" Find a different translation. There are tons of them. When I'm prepping a sermon, I read from at least three. It's interesting, the subtleties. And I really believe at different times and different places, it speaks to you differently. Okay? So, read your Bible. Don't read the whole thing, but read a little bit every day. Our challenge for the month of December was to read a chapter out of the book of Luke every day. Right? Baby step, baby step, one chapter, baby step. What else is a baby step? Pray, okay? Pray randomly, pray unceasingly unceasingly is a long way to go. That's not a baby step, that's a giant leap, okay? (laughs) Agree to pray once a day. Say, I'm gonna get up every morning at 3 a.m., I don't recommend that. That is not a baby step, Rob. (laughs) Say, I'm going to pray every morning. I'm going to pray with my spouse every night. Look at each other and say, we're going to pray with each other every night. Make that one little baby step commitment. Spouses who pray together, amazing things happen when spouses pray together. Amazing things. What else is a baby step? That's not a baby step. You're ju- jumping way to... What? Oh, come
1: on. That's not
0: a... That's heavy. Mm-hmm. How about you pick up part of the cross? I'm encouraging people to take baby steps, Gregory. What
1: about follow me?
0: Follow... Yes. I
1: mean, simplest, simplest
0: command you ever Simp- simple, the same as easy. Okay. <coughs> no. you're, you're jumping way too fast. Calm down. Okay. Oh. No. Baby... St- Hang out with other Christians. Huh? Connect. Make a phone call. Or are you afraid they won't answer your phone? They will answer the phone. Send a card. Baby step for connecting with people. Send a card. I'm serious. Take a baby step. Do something. Don't just do nothing and expect it to get better because guess what? It will not. This is an opportunity. I, and I want, you, I want you to hear that and know that this is an opportunity to take a step. Take the first step. So how do we take this first step? I told you I would, I would cover one step today. So I, I, the first step is this, is to accept the renewal that God offers accept it and that's an, that is a jump for some people accepting the idea that god can renew me the idea that what happened happened and god can make it happen so how does that work well i would say this one accept this truth the truth that you need renewal the truth that you cannot get there on your own the truth that it is god who will get you there god who will drive you there Romans chapter 3, 22 through 24 says, The righteousness of God is through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Since there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is nobody in this room that is more perfect than you. Nobody. Nobody. That should give you some solace because because that means that as you grow closer to knowing the Lord, others are not going to judge you. I hope they better not and say, oh, man, you got a long way to go. You are such a mess. You fell so far. If you're willing to say that, go stand in the mirror right now in the bathroom and look at yourself and say that to yourself too. Because we have all sinned we have all fallen short of the glory of God and we are all in a pickle we need renewal accept that truth you cannot do it yourself that is pride talking second is make this choice the choice to believe that what God says he is doing in your life and what he says will happen will happen choose to believe John three sixteen and 17 says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. It is a choice to believe that. It is a choice to say this is more important, more righteous, more true, more real than all the other things that are speaking into my mind and my heart because the world has a plethora of things that'll speak into your mind and heart and tell you, will solve your problem. If I buy a big enough house, that'll solve my problem. If I get the right job, that'll solve my problem. If I look the part, that'll solve my problem. And I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. None of that will solve your problem. But choose to believe that if the Lord says it will happen and the Lord says this simple step, this choice to believe is the step I'm asking you to take and it will make a difference, then choose to believe that it will. And can I just tell you it will? It has changed my life. Repeatedly changed my life. Choosing to believe this truth changes the way I look at it, everything. And finally, take a step, this step, commit. If you've never committed yourself to the Lord, there is no better time than when? Right now. Right now. <laughs> right this very minute, if you've committed to the Lord and you've walked away from the Lord, there is no better time to renew that than right now. now. Not, in, not tomorrow, not next week, not I'll get around to it because we almost never will take that step to get around to it, right? It has to happen now. There is no better time than Now. now. But he asks you, you have to take the step. You have to choose to accept the truth that without the Lord, we are lost. You have to choose to believe that he sent his son to die for us and that redemption comes through him. You have to choose to believe that. And then you have to actually choose to let go of the side rail and take the step. So what I want to encourage you to do today is before you leave here, make a commitment to take a step. If that step is to come to know the Lord today for the first time, you can come right up here and we'll, we'll work on it right now. This whole body of believers will excitedly be with you. We will lay hands on you. We will pray for you. We will encourage you. We will walk with you. Do not be afraid because the Lord has put you in this place and this time for that reason. We will help you with that. If your choice, if you've already come to know the Lord and you want to come back to Him, I would encourage you to do the same now, today. If you have not, if you're walking with the Lord and you've made a commitment to Him and all is good, but there's an opportunity for you to grow in your faith, and believe me, there is, there always is, then I would encourage you to try to come up with a step that you're committed to today before you leave here. If you have not been good at reading the Bible, please make a commitment. And if you can't, we can help you with that. There are a million different Bible studies I can give you, both written or computerized, depending on your preference. We have a library full of steps you can take towards the Lord. If you are not praying enough, please, please commit to doing that. And I have a great opportunity for you to do that as we search for an associate pastor every day in the month of January. We're praying together. There's even a list. It'll walk you through the first 31 days of your prayer time. You don't even have to think about it. Just take it and run with it. Just take a step. So, my question would be this. One, is anybody willing to take a step today? If you are, I would encourage you to do so as we stand. We're gonna stand I'm gonna have the deacons come forward. As we that stand. Are you all asleep already? I tried to cut it short today. I would encourage you to stand. Our deacons are gonna come forward. We're gonna take this time of what we call communion by intention. What we do is we take an opportunity to, to come forward as our deacons and I, we will offer you bread, we will offer you that represents the body of Christ given for us, right? And the simple offering of grape juice that represents the blood of Christ shed for us. And we'll ask you to consider as you're walking forward the things that God is calling you to, this opportunity for renewal, that you will say, yes, I have made this mistake or I have done this or I have done that. You don't have to say it out loud. We're not asking, this isn't a public confession, but we are asking you to consider. And then I would ask you this, as you take the body, what represents the body and the blood of Christ, that you use this as an opportunity to, to renew. This renewal of our commitment and the salvation that comes through the Lord. Can we do that? Yes. Okay. So, if you would play some music. Are we starting with the back? Is that what we're starting? Rebecca will help, will show you when to come out, and you can just start moving your way forward. A little step that can have so much power. If you'd all stand, I'd like to read our prayers as we close every service with our family prayer time. Holly has asked for prayers for the troops and for young Daryl, and also for her family. Mike and Terry are in Florida, and the rest of the family is following down this week. She prays for safety, right? Safe travels for her family. Kathy Vanskoy would like to thank everyone who came out to help unload the house uh, over Thursday and Friday and, and part of the day Saturday, and would like to thank the Lord for the weather, for the weather being wonderful and that nobody got hurt, Right? We love that. Thank you. For those of you who supported her, thank you so much for supporting Kathy and Dave and Tina as they cleaned out. Patty Elliott has asked for prayers for her son, Bill. He is traveling right now. He's in Gatlinburg right now, but his back is still in need of healing, that constant regrowth of nerves, right? So we pray for that. I would like to say, uh, I guess, Deb. Deb, did you want to tell us what's going on with Keith or you want me to? You want a microphone? Uh, yep, I got Paul's. Oh, that's kind of dangerous. That's fine. If you cry, it's okay. You're allowed I to in church. I just
2: want to say that um, God is good.
0: Yes, he is.
2: i seen him work over the last two weeks. I thought my husband wasn't coming home. He was near death. His kidney stopped working, he was on dialysis. He was gonna to have to have chemo. And I'm thinking, Lord, how is he gonna do chemo on dialysis? Because dialysis is hard enough on your body. But you know what? I don't even think them doctors had faith that his kidney was coming back. But his kidney has came back. Yes, it has. It's working better than it was before.
0: Come on now, happened. come on now. Come on now.
2: And um, he is at Green Hills. He got there yesterday around 530, and I'm sure he would welcome anybody to visit him. He is getting back to his old self.
0: Yes, he is.
2: He was trying to make For me better or worse. last night. Yeah. Uh. And uh, he did it. But anyway, he's doing a whole lot better, and hopefully he's not going to be at Green Hills very long. Okay. Hopefully a week. No longer than two weeks. It just depends on how good they take care of him. Okay. Because if they don't take good care of him, he's coming home. So, so uh, um, I just want to Well, and he's got to take his steps, too. He's yes, got to do his rehab. Yes. He's got to do it. And then he will. Okay. <laughs> um, but I just want to thank everybody for their prayers because I know that prayers work. Yes, they because do. Because my husband is a walking miracle. Yes, he is. And he still has a lot to go through. He, he has been diagnosed with lymphoma. But um, they said it's curable, and it's treatable, and we have all the faith in God.
0: Amen. Praise God. Praise God for that. Any other prayers we'd like to offer today? Yes. Just an update on religious ed. I can't top (laughs) yours, but God is working. Yes, he Uh, is.
3: Yes, he is. Um, things are happening. Um, places are coming that we are going to be able to place the trailer off school property in all the districts but one. He has to contact tomorrow um, to find a place to put those. So continue
2: prayers that everything will work out,
0: but also praises that they are working. That's out. right. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Back there. Yes. Yes. want the mic?
3: Thank you for praying, church. Um, Ten days ago, our precious daughter Amy was mute, incontinent, and unable to um, walk. Now she is walking to the restroom with assistance, using a walker, talking, making jokes, and... She's got a long way to go, and don't take her off the list, keep her on your list. It'll it'll take a long time. But, oh my goodness, she's a miracle. Yes. And we credit the prayers of you and the prayers of the people around the world that have heard of her story. And um, uh, it's just incredible. And, and God is so good. And, yes, he is. Uh, we just thank you for your love.
0: Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Gregory. Yep. What you got, brother?
1: I've got... I've, I'm going to need the mic for this. <laughs> I've got an outreach that I'm starting with um, myself and a few huge creators online. Like, they've got millions of followers. And we're starting an outreach to, to finally start helping... Under, well, basically, less than fortunate families, financially and also spiritually, we're starting a prayer network, and I would love to have you guys as a part of that. I'll keep you updated with what prayers we need, and financial assistance for those that either can't get what they need, or on occasion, maybe just giving them something that would ease their, you know, lives in some way. But... I am proud to say that we are actually moving forward forward with this, and God's looking to do great things in 2020. (laughs) I'm so happy. I also want to thank all of you for supporting me and what I do, both for the church and personally. So thank you so much. Okay.
0: Anybody else? I'm thankful my family's here. I bet you are thankful your family. I'm thankful your family's here too, except for Greg. I love you. You know I do. Okay. All right. Well, let us close in prayer. Father God, as we approach this new year, this time, of seems like natural time of renewal for us. This opportunity to say, yes, this, what has happened has happened, both good and bad, but to anticipate what could happen next where you have asked us to, to, to place our feet, to walk where you've asked us to go, to see what you can do in our lives and the lives of those we touch. Lord, I, pr- I pray that we will all have the strength and, and take the opportunities to step, to move forward to the calling that you've placed on our lives, to move forward in your grace and your mercy and to find that spiritual renewal that only happens through You, Father God, I pray that those who are afraid today, afraid that they're not good enough, or afraid that that you might let them down, I would ask that you calm their hearts today, give them the courage to step forward in faith, knowing that if you have called them, there is a reason. And if you have made a promise, it will come true. God, we are humbled to have an opportunity to be your people. We are excited that you have you've been willing to give your son for us so that we could be a new creation. Not just a better version of what we were, but brand new. Father God, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. We've heard stories today of your faithfulness with prayers being answered in our communities and in our families. Thank you. You are, you boggle our minds. We thank you for the opportunity to just sit and watch you do amazing things. And we anticipate you will continue to do more. For those who are unable to be here today, we are thankful to know them and pray that they will have opportunity to come back. We will get to see them again, and we will be able to walk with them and help them and encourage them in their faith and in their lives. Father God, I am thankful for your strength. We are thankful for your mercy. We are thankful for your grace. And we are thankful most of all for the salvation that comes through your Son. Please keep us safe until we meet again. It is in Jesus' holy name that we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you.